This is Sydney Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving conversation starters. Oh, very fun. I know, right? (laughs) This is Randy, and I will be switching from Halloween traditions to Thanksgiving traditions with this week's discussion of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And what's to come for that one. Always a favorite of ours. That's right. And we do have several holiday happenings this week as we get into the fall season with the leaves changing, getting closer to Halloween, and all those sorts of things. Temperatures dropped significantly, which was nice. So the leaves right now, and this is uh, October 18th when we are recording this, are very pretty in the area of Northern Virginia, Mm -hmm. Shenandoah Valley. So not quite peak yet, but uh, lots of beautiful colors. We drove up yesterday up to Pennsylvania to drop Beth's mom off. She was visiting for a week. And the colors were just gorgeous all up and down the mountain range. So that was a lot of fun to uh, see that. And the uh, weather, the temperatures are getting cooler. It's actually in the mid-30s some mornings. So that's very fun as well. Last weekend, I wanted to carve the pumpkins so that Amal would have a chance to try the cooked pumpkin seeds. Right. So Beth's mom, uh, the kids call Amal. So I carved them on Sunday, a couple weeks ago. I had talked about using a Clorox bleach bath to help preserve the carved pumpkins, the jack-o'-lanterns. To keep them from molding or wilting. or Exactly. In a previous podcast, yeah. It was four podcasts ago that we talked about pumpkins and the tradition of pumpkins and Halloween. So I decided I'd take myself up on the offer of trying some of these to see actually how they work since I mentioned them on the podcast. So I got a big bucket, a large, um, big, huge, yeah, I don't even know what you bucket. would call it. It was a yeah. bucket times It's like a big six. bin bucket yeah. thing. Yeah. So I filled it up two thirds with water, put two cups of Clorox bleach in it, and then put my carved, cleaned out pumpkins upside down in them so because the pumpkins kind of floated even when they were filled with water so I, I turned them upside down so all the cut parts all the cleaned out parts would be covered connected to that bleach water and then waited overnight for 24 hours and took them out and it's seven days later and they look perfect They do. It was shocking, though, because the bleach really does bleach. So the inside of your pumpkin looks white. But the outside is perfectly... Yes, orange orange and perfectly preserved. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. Just a little shocking when I first saw it, but it's actually not a bad thing because it helps the light inside to... It helps you actually be able to see it better. So one week in, and it still has its shape, and it doesn't have any mold in it. So I'll let you know how that goes. To see how well that goes. Um, I also know that if it starts to lose some of its shape, like it's wilting a little bit, I can put it back into the water, they say, and it'll reshape. So I will see if I have to do that. And if it works. That's right. We also had the opportunity to go up to Skyline Drive with Beth's mom and see the leaves from up there. Yeah. We went on a Thursday, so it wasn't as busy right. as the weekend's been. We've seen pictures from friends who live in the area where they show the traffic into Skyline Drive, way backed up. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we went on a Thursday. Yeah. Friday and Saturdays, a lot of people came, which is understandable because that's when people have more time or have off. Right. And so. the leaves are peaking soon. So within the next couple of weeks, we'll have more leaf peepers. People that's looking right. at the leaves all <laughs> over the place here that's right. uh, to uh, watch out for. Yeah. 
And Christmas has come to the stores. It has. It has. Yeah, Target has already shoved its uh, Halloween stuff to the side and is turning to stock up on uh, Christmas stuff. Yep. So it's exciting that the stores have started putting their Christmas stuff up, but it's also sad because that means that they will put down their Christmas stuff before Christmas. Right. Which is really dumb. Right. Because there really isn't something right after Christmas that people want to buy who cares Christmas about Valentine's Day? <laughs> okay, Valentine's Christmas. Day is nice, but not as spectacular as Christmas. Right. But it's also months away after Christmas. Right. So. so there's plenty of time. So, yeah, store managers, just keep the Christmas things up a little longer. Yeah, let us enjoy the spirit of Christmas through right Christmas. through Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I was thinking about Thanksgiving Day, and for us, as we eat, we go around and say things that we're thankful for. And we just do that throughout the meal. And I'm thankful for that. I love that. It's so nice. However, after a while, the same thing, you know, it's like, okay, you know, we already said this and we're thankful for kind of the same thing sometimes. So it will be kind of nice to, you know, have some other thoughts and ideas to have conversations. In addition to this, right now, we live away from our families by like three hours or more. So we just have our little nuclear family. So there's just the four of us right now. Um, So it makes it a little bit easier. But for those who have bigger families where they're, you know, Aunt Louise and Uncle Joe are coming in and they're artery and opinionated. But, you know, you have people coming in with political views that are different and you have, you know, ornery topics that'll push people's buttons and things. If you would avoid that and have a lovely Thanksgiving, there are other ways to deal with this and other things to talk about to avoid that kind of thing. Now, I was thinking you just, you know, you just have this list and you start and then people would just talk. But as I was looking it up, people have very clever ways of doing this. One of the ways somebody had taken little, they had cut out little like maple leaves. Okay. And written a conversation starter on each one. Mm. And then placed one on each plate at the table. Or place, or place setting at the table if you're going to do buffet. And then you take turns going around and read what's on your leaf. Mm-hmm. And then people answer it. So I thought that was a really cute, clever way to do it. The more I looked, people have all kinds of ways like that to do it. Some put little name place markers on the table and you open it up and there's a something in there. So there's just lots of ways to do this. Um, I will say I was looking at a number of blogs and oh my goodness, they were so frustrating because they were like free printables for conversation starters for Thanksgiving and you had to just scan down, down, down. And then one, I had to put an email address and I'm like, you know, this is a little annoying. If you have a free conversation starter and you want to help people out, just have it. Mm-hmm. Just have it up there in your PDF form. Don't make people scan down through and try to find your thing. So that's just a little... If I am if I ever become a blogger, I'm going to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be nice to people and not make them do these things. Anywho. <laughs> so a lot of the conversation starters were very similar. And some of them had them broken down from for parents to ask kids, for kids to ask parents, and that kind of thing. I'm just going to go through general ones. Except, I'm going to caveat that with saying, except for the first two, are Thanksgiving conversation starters, you could ask grandparents. You know, people, young people are enthusiastic and talking and kind of hard to get a word in edgewise. 
Sometimes the older people will sit and just listen. So if you want to help add them to the conversation, some of the things you can ask them is, you know, how did you celebrate Thanksgiving when you were growing up? You know, and just kind of get them talking about that. Or what was your favorite thing about where you grew up? Like you can just start thinking about those kind of topics. And they might have a lot to say. They might not have a lot to say. But either way, you're engaging them in the conversation. I was thinking that sometimes... They might say, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember about that long ago. I, I don't remember. And you may cut it off and then and move on. But instead of doing that, if you give them a little time to think about it and give them some ideas like, oh, I didn't know if you hunted for your own turkey. Like right. if you help them with it, I found that it starts to come back. It does. You can't just yes. like assume that they are going to jump right into their memories. Right, because they if, don't, yeah, they weren't prepared. Right. So if you help them think right. about those things... Some of their memories might come back. Right. Like, where did you grow up? Oh, how old were you when you were there? Or, you know, how many brothers and sisters did you have? Yeah, so just be prepared. You're right. Be prepared to have a little bit more of a conversation or a little, help them along a little bit. And it's really interesting. We did this with my mom about Halloween um, when she was here. And it was very interesting. Things I never knew. So, and I was talking to her about her Thanksgiving and Halloween. And I asked, well, what did your parents do? And she said, I don't know. Because, you know, you just don't think to stop and ask these questions. But these are people who have lived very different lives in very different decades. So, very interesting information. Now, sometimes there are Thanksgivings and Friendsgivings are also a big thing these days. So, these are conversation starters that are for anyone. And, of course, you can start out by the classic, what are you thankful for? Right? And then if you just uh, have people go around, and I don't, I guess it depends, you'll know your family, whether to let people just kind of do it randomly or go around so that those less vocal will have the opportunity to say something if they want to. What is your favorite part of Thanksgiving Day? I thought that was interesting. Mm hmm. It is interesting because our days are pretty full on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Love Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. We often start with the parade, dog show, maybe putting Christmas stuff out if I haven't already. <laughs> if all I don't the, let them, I haven't all let the them turkey dinner preparation. Yeah, you know it's funny because for me, I don't eat a lot of onions. But one of the things that I have in our stuffing is onions. But you have to cook it in butter. But one of my favorite parts is smelling that those yes. onions cooking mm-hmm. in that butter. Yes. And I guess it's because I know what's coming up. The stuffing's happening mm-hmm. and then the turkey and stuff like that. But that often happens while I'm watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade too. So there's a lot to that one smell and yeah. that one activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of things like that that you know you just don't think about. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? What's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite family? This Now this deviates from Thanksgiving Day. But share a favorite family memory. Mm. Or... If it's not just family, share a favorite memory, I guess. Um, maybe holiday memory. I don't know. You, you can... Seasonal memory. Yes. You can change it to whatever you need to. But share a favorite family memory from this past year. Mm-hmm. So you can go from this past year and then just make it for throughout the years. Right. Say so just, you know, can you think of what's a favorite memory? What comes to mind kind of thing. Who was the funniest person at the table and why? Now, I don't know if this could cause competition or not. Yeah. <laughs> Or who is a really funny person at the table, and why do you think that? Maybe make it a little more like that. Who's intentionally funny and who's unintentionally funny? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. That could also cause. <laughs> yes, right. yes. <laughs> so, if you could only eat three things for the rest of your life, what would they be? 
I was like, that's an interesting question. Really scary question, but it's interesting. It could be an interesting conversation started. I don't know if you have this one on your list. I just thought of it. But if you could invite anybody from current that's alive or that has passed away, so any time in history, to Thanksgiving dinner, who would you invite and why? I have seen that one. Yeah. I don't have it on my list, but I have seen that. If you could have named yourself, what name would you have picked? Hmm. That's interesting. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Assuming you haven't already changed your name. Right. That you haven't already (laughs) done that. You won. Right. (laughs) Which person at this table would make the best news anchor? Hmm. That was just kind of a funny random one. What is your favorite month and why? What is your favorite season and why? What is your favorite holiday and why? Just, you know, you can choose one or do all of them. If you have a huge family, you might need to have a lot of ideas. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go? What we've, is, we've done that one before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is one of your favorite TV shows and why? What is your one of your favorite movies and why? What's mine? Favorite movie? Yeah. Penguins. Penguins Show. of Madagascar. <laughs> she quotes it all the time. <laughs> I do. And I would have said The Greatest Showman is a really good yeah. one too. But um, yeah, I, I actually literally quote penguins of madagascar a lot in in life so if you haven't seen that go look at it it is so funny and if you don't think it's as funny but at least you'll learn what beth's sense of humor is (laughs) (laughs) that's true and then like if you want to look into like quarantine or covid questions this was um funny what has been your most bizarre quarantine purchase oh interesting yeah Yeah. (laughs) what hobby have you started during quarantine or what hobby would you like to start during quarantine, because hey, you can still start a hobby. The time hasn't passed. You can still do that. What trip would you like to take once travel restrictions lift? And then this is kind of like your other one, Randy. If you could have anyone, real or fictional, as a quarantine buddy, who would it be? That's hilarious. Yeah, quarantine buddy. <laughs> yeah. This is not on conversation starter topics, but uh, this is COVID related. So I saw um, this Facebook post, and this is hilarious. Um, it said, me, this show is boring. Boss, again, this is a Zoom conference. <laughs> <laughs> just a little funny. People come up with clever things, mm-hmm. and it just, they just make me laugh. People so maybe another question to ask is, what is your, what has been your favorite quarantine meme? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, favorite quarantine show that you've went back and watched? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's you right. Seen before? Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of quarantine kind of things <laughs> right. that you can do. <laughs> I know uh, most of these is kind of fun when they are spontaneous, mm-hmm. right? When people are sitting there thinking, "Oh, what is that?" Some of them, like, "What is your favorite meme?" might be a little, might need a little more time mm-hmm. to find it, and then people will be pulling up their phone. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to do that, in particular, or have them. Do it ahead of time so that they can have it ready. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, and that's another thing. <laughs> given given that we've all been at home and checking our phones constantly, might be a good idea to put those phones away during Thanksgiving dinner and engage in these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking for us too. I have answered what my favorite part of Thanksgiving Day is, which is... When the onions and butter is cooking on the stove and that smell is going throughout the house and we're watching the Macy's Day Parade. So that smell is a trigger for all kinds of happiness for me. So that would be have to be my favorite part of Thanksgiving Day. So what is it for you guys? Let's just do a little sample of what this conversation starter may look like. 
Well, for me, Sydney, um, I do love the smells. They definitely trigger some very happy, nostalgic memories and promise of yummy food. That's right. Um, but for me, like what stands out in particular are the pre-musicals or shows before the Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Macy's, Broadway musicals. Yeah. Little snippets. Yes. Yeah, before the Macy's day parade on thanksgiving yeah because i don't i don't know what it is but it's just the little like snippets and um it's just very fun so i always want to make sure that i'm down here even before the parade technically starts right to see all those fun beginning the beginnings of the parade with the broadway musicals i love those too those are so cool Mm -hmm. so mine is also the macy's thanksgiving day parade I think it's because it's in the morning, you know, it's kind of a nice start to the Thanksgiving experience because really the whole day is a big experience uh, for us, uh, you know, from whether I'm making peanut butter fudge or I made it the night before, watching the dog show after the parade, (laughs) (laughs) uh, watching the the Broadway things before the parade, the smells because you have the onion smell, but later you have the poultry seasoning and the stuffing smell, and then you have the turkey smell. So many good smells. And then the pie smell, right? (laughs) And then you have, for me, the football games, if there's a good one on. There's the Black Friday planning Mm -hmm. um, where we talk about what we're going to do the next day. So it's just a fun experience of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is that start of it. It's kind of the kickoff. That's right. And speaking of that... As Beth said, you know, Thanksgiving's just around the corner. And, you know, we may all be celebrating it a bit differently this year, especially if you've done larger gatherings in the past or gone places. You may not be able to do that this year. And many of the best Thanksgiving traditions, uh, like, you know, mashed potatoes, roast turkey, pumpkin pie, hopefully those traditions can still carry on however you celebrate it. And one of those big traditions is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is held annually in New York City. But... Due to coronavirus safety measures, the 2020 parade, which is the 94th rendition of it, won't follow its usual route through New York City. So will it happen this year? Yes, but it's going virtual for the first time ever. So Macy's announced recently that the 2020 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will be a television-only special presentation without the crowds or the traditional parade route. Although the event will be drastically reduced in size, some of its most iconic elements like giant character balloons, spectacular floats, street performances, and an appearance by Santa Claus will still all remain. Oh, wow. But to execute it safely, the number of participants will be reduced by about 75%, with the taping of performances spread out over two days along the way. They'll still have the... Big massive balloons, which typically require 80 to 100 handlers, but this year they'll be flown using an innovative, specially rigged anchor vehicle framework mm. of five specialty vehicles. Well, that's creative. Yeah. Instead of following the usual two and a half mile route, the parade festivities will be recorded in and around Herald Square in Midtown Manhattan, which is where Macy's is. Which, if you've never been there, it's so much fun. It is so much fun to yeah, go there and see it. Yep. So the whole reimagining of this celebration will be similar to the model of the 4th of July celebration that they had in New York City this year, if you're familiar with that. So more than 50 million viewers nationwide will tune in on Thanksgiving Day, making it the largest holiday broadcast in the United States. So we will plan to enjoy it, as we always do. 
And the parade itself has a lot of history. Like I said, it's the 94th rendition, but it actually started in 1924 when store employees marched to Macy's Herald Square, which is the flagship Macy's store, which is on 34th Street, dressed in vibrant costumes. There were floats, bands, and even live animals brought in from the Central Park Zoo. At the end of the first parade, Santa Claus was welcomed into Herald Square, and he was enthroned on the Macy's balcony at the 34th Street store entrance, where he was crowned King of the Kitties, K-I-D-D-I-E-S. Oh, that's cute. With an audience of over 250,000 people at the time, the parade was such a success that Macy declared it would be an annual event, despite the fact that media barely covered the first event. And by 1928, that's when the inflatable balloons uh, were introduced, replacing the live zoo animals. So the Macy's Parade was actually enough of success to push away a day called Ragamuffin Day, which was the typical Children's Thanksgiving Day activity from 1870 into the 1920s. Hmm, okay, so I have no idea what that even is. Ragamuffin Day featured children going around and performing a primitive version of trick-or-treating a practice that by the 1920s had come to annoy most adults. <laughs> That's funny. And it was basically a form of begging. And the public backlash against this begging in the 1930s, which of course was you know during the Great Depression, led to the promotion of alternatives, including the Macy's Parade. While ragamuffin parades that competed with Macy's would continue into the 30s, the competition for Macy's would eventually overwhelm that practice. Mm. And the last ragamuffin parade in New York City would take place in 1956. Wow. Wow, that lasted a long time. Through the 30s, the Macy's Day Parade continued to grow, and the crowds of over a million people began lining the parade route in 1933. The first Mickey Mouse balloon entered the parade in 1934, Mm. and the annual festivities were broadcast on local stations from 1932 to 1941. And then paused for the war and resumed in 1945. The parade was suspended, as you would guess, through World War II because rubber and helium were needed for the war effort. It resumed in 1945 and it became known nationwide after that, having been featured prominently in the 1947 film Miracle on 34th Street. That's right, which included <laughs> footage of the 1946 festivities. It was awesome. That's an awesome movie, too. If you haven't seen it, the old one, go see it. Yeah, the original. The Macy's Day Parade event was first broadcast on network TV nationwide in 1948. So, like I said, the balloons were introduced in 1928. In that year, five of the larger balloons were designed and filled with helium to rise about 2,000 feet into the air and slowly deflate for whomever was lucky enough to capture the contestants of Macy's balloon races and return them for an award of $100, which is the equivalent of $1,500 as of 2020. And they did that until 1932, so just a few years where they never really had designed the balloons in the early years to um, be deflated. They meant for them to be released. And then oh, um, found. I was wondering why, if all those people are under it, like, how's one of them going <laughs> to claim it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> but they, they were they basically released them. them. That's okay. right. Or along the way. Gotcha. So some interesting facts about the parade. The original Macy's Day Parade was six miles long, not the two and a half miles long wow. that it is wow. today. It began six at miles. 145th Street in Upper Manhattan and ended at 34th Street, 
which was a 111 block parade. It took several hours to complete. So you can, can you imagine walking that parade along the way. Another interesting fact, for three years, tigers roamed the streets. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day was furrier from 1924 to 1926. As I mentioned, they borrowed animals from Central Park Zoo, including elephants, camels, tigers, goats, and other live beasts strutting down the streets of New York for the crowd's amusement. I thought maybe they were in cages and on wheels. No, they were not. They were not. (laughs) Wow. At least uh, the tigers might have been. Let's hope. (laughs) Uh, As I mentioned, the, uh, the balloons, as another fact, the balloons were meant just to be released and then found. They even made a game of it by, you know, offering this reward. The one year they released an elephant, two birds, a ghost, and a 60-foot tiger. The tiger landed first on top of a Long Island home, inciting a vicious tug-of-war between the neighbors, <laughs> all rushing up to get it for the reward. In that same vein, a 60-foot tomcat balloon was released in the 1932 Macy's Day Parade, and nearly uh, created a disaster when an aviation student spotted it floating at 5,000 feet. Much to her instructor's dismay, the 22-year-old student spontaneously decided to ram her plane (gasps) into the cat's neck in order to collect the prize. The balloon disabled her wing, the plane plummeted to the earth, the instructor seized control of the last minute, saving them both. Oh my goodness. Needless to say, that was the last year Macy's released their balloons. Oh my goodness. What what a bad impulse thing <laughs> oh to do. <laughs> and how scary it is for the instructor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another amusing fact from the balloon side. In 1957, another amusing fact from the balloon side of history of the Macy's Day Parade was in 1957 when they had a sudden rainstorm. Popeye the Sailor Man took the water in stride, collecting the rain in the dip of his hat until it became too heavy for his rubbery neck to support dropping a flood of rain and water onto the crowd below in a gush of water. Oh, my goodness. And then bounced right back up and began the process again. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like, this is the end of November. This is cold. That's right. (laughs) It's not like summer when it would be like, oh, okay, I'm wet, I'll dry. A fact about the pilots of the balloons, which I thought was interesting. So they have about 4,000 workers each year that volunteer to be um, varying responsibilities during the parade. A typical balloon handler, for example, must weigh at least 120 pounds and be in good health. Now, balloon pilots who lead the group of 90 or so handlers for a given balloon must be capable of walking the whole parade route backwards without falling or getting lost. (laughs) Macy's offers pilot training three times a year, but practice is up to the pilot herself or himself. So if the pilots don't practice, the next morning they wake up and they've said that they can't get out of bed because their calves seize up. Oh, well, there you go. You have to yep, train, right? The parade, as another fact, is also one of the um, biggest employers of clowns. So when the nation frets over news reports of creepy clowns, Macy's runs a school for them. Parade's so-called Clown U is led by the Big Apple Circus and trains about 900 volunteer clowns for every year's parade. But they're not creepy clown universities. No, they're just <laughs> clown universities. Macy's Day Parade floats are proudly hand-painted, assembled, and glittered in New Jersey 
To achieve a sparkle visible from helicopter footage above, the parade studio orders glitter in 25-pound packages and can go through 100 to 200 pounds of glitter for a single float. Wow, I didn't even realize they had glitter on them. Yeah. And I, I can usually spot glitter. I like glitter. <laughs> Lots of look for it this time. <laughs> I know. That makes sense, though. So the sun would bounce off of it and mm-hmm. make it look, yeah, pretty. As I mentioned, there's about 4,000 volunteers, and they all have costumes. It takes about an entire month to get all those costumes laundered and ready for the next parade. Oh, okay. So they reuse them. Right. They reuse them every year. And consider this. To construct a single new balloon, it costs about $190,000. And once the balloon is built, it costs about $90,000 a year to maintain after that. Wow. Wow. And while many parade performers are volunteers, they require more than 300 dressers and makeup artists to get TV ready. So the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a full-time business, full-time activity in order to meet the entertainment joys of the 50 million annual TV viewers. And you might think that these parades always come off without a hitch. But I went and looked at accidents and injuries from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And the list is quite extensive. (laughs) Every single year. Yeah. There's a lot. So like in 1928, the giant dog tore loose from his leash near 90th Street. And the turkey hit a no parking sign on 6th Avenue. Due to this, both balloons deflated and were removed from the parade. In 1933, Andy the Alligator split in two, losing his tail over 70th Street. (laughs) Gulliver had his nose punctured, but he was repaired at Lincoln Street. In 1941, Santa Claus was damaged in part of the route and collapsed to the ground. In 1953, the Toy Soldier blew out overnight and was replaced by the Crocodile. In 1955, Spaceman's right arm was torn off near the start of the parade. In 1956, the gorgeous gobbler was deflated in an accident. Mighty Mouse that same year barely survived the winds and nearly crashed at Columbus Circle. It did arrive at Herald Square just mere seconds before finally succumbing to the winds and deflating. Mm, wow. Yeah, I mean, you always do. You see them going up in between those buildings and, yeah, I can see this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1971, Smokey Bear's hat was damaged after inflation. It was so badly damaged, it required replacement, basically. In 72, Donald Duck's left wing was deflated by a tree. <laughs> 73, Mickey Mouse's left ear was a little ripped. In 75, astronaut Snoopy was punctured by a lamppost. <laughs> Underdog also hit a lamppost and tore his right ear off. Man. Smokey Bear that same year was uh, had his right hand punctured by a tree. I don't know who these uh, handlers were this year. It was really bad. <laughs> Sinclair Oil's dinosaur's front leg was snagged by a lamppost. Now, I, now, the balloons that I'm familiar with, they're much higher than the right. trees and lampposts now. Right. Well, uh, if it's a windy day, I don't know if you've never said that. They pull them They don't inflate yeah. them as much, uh, and they pull them down to close to the ground. Okay. So, so those years, yes. Yeah, that must be what's happening. Yeah, the handlers obviously didn't practice. Right. Or they weren't used to the... The right? wind? Because if it's windy, yes. you know, and it is close quarters there yeah. along the way. Um, in 87, Kermit the Frog's right arm was ripped by a tree. So you think, okay, well, this is, you know, this is many years ago, so I'm sure they got better. Right. Right? As time goes on, you learn right. your lessons. But not so much. I mean, it's, in 2019, a strong gust of wind pushed Jet to the left corner when turning. This caused a male balloon handler to lose grip of his handling bone and fall to the pavement where he suffered an elbow and knee injury. Oh, no. Goku was caught in a gust of wind causing a female balloon handler to injure her shoulder as she's tried to hold it. And a strong gust of wind 
caused Ronald McDonald's left leg to get snagged on a tree and tear open. This is all 2019? All in 2019, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, this, it's a dangerous business it being is. a balloon handler along the way. So, here's a few quiz items to see how good you guys are about Macy's Rock Thanksgiving Rose. Day Parade. <laughs> There would be a quiz. I know. So, but they're all multiple choice. Okay, that's yeah. good. What year did Macy sponsor its first holiday parade? 1914, 1924, 1934. 1924. Yeah, I said that earlier, so good listening. <laughs> what was the theme of the first Macy's Day parade in 24? Disney, Mother Goose, or Children Around the World? I think Children Around the World. Mother Goose. Mother Goose was the first theme. Who was the first parade balloon? Mighty Mouse, Gumby, or Felix the Cat? You have to think about which one of these are the oldest. Um, they were all possible back then. Okay. Um, Gumby. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Felix the Cat. Uh, True or false? The company used to release balloons into the air after the parade. True. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first human to get a balloon in the Macy's parade? Fred Astaire? Ed Cantor, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Ed Cantor. You didn't even let Sydney Fett answer. <laughs> I didn't think you guys would know that I one. I didn't know Ed anyway. No. Yes. What did year you... did Snoopy debut? 68, 78, 88? 78. No, 68. 68. 68, yeah. 68 is correct. He debuted in his flying ace costume. He's one that has switched out costumes several times uh, through the years. Snoopy's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what usually begins the parade and what ends the parade? Turkey begins it, Santa ends it. Right. Wait, I said this multiple choice? Well, this is just a general question okay. to lead into this one. Okay. So what is the only year that Santa kicked off the parade rather than bringing up the rear? 33, 51, 88. 33. Yeah, 33. Yep, organizers of the 1933 parade decided to have Santa lead the way every year before and since has been the final attraction. Yeah. Which makes sense because... Turkey, after. Start on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the start, and it leads to the Christmas season, which exactly. is what Macy's wants us all to think, right? Exactly. Which we do. Yeah, <laughs> and we like it. Yes. This one's funny, How? because it reminds me of the movie Elf. How do the parade floats get to Manhattan? By ship? By Lincoln Tunnel? From the air? <laughs> <laughs> by Lincoln Tunnel. I'm going to say by Lincoln Tunnel, because that's, and through the candy cane forest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Seth? I'll just say boat. By the Lincoln Tunnel. They're put inside 12 by 8 foot boxes, which is small enough to fit through the Lincoln Tunnel. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is. Do you remember how many handlers does an average balloon require? 90, 150, or 300? 90. 90. 90 is correct. Good job, Sid. Now, which we've talked about this in the past, so you might be able to answer it. Which city hosted the very first store-sponsored Thanksgiving parade? Philadelphia, New York, Richmond. Philadelphia. That's right. The Gimbel's brothers hosted and sponsored the first Thanksgiving parade in 1920, four years before Macy's did in New York. Yeah, Macy's is remembered better for it. Yeah. Well, they had that whole movie, too. Miracle on 34th Street was awesome. I mean, Gimbel's was in it, but it was mainly about Macy's. And it was, Gimbel's was definitely lesser. Yeah. (laughs) We said that Felix the Cat was the first Macy's balloon. Who was the second? A lion, a penguin, a dragon. I want to say dragon, but I'm guessing it was a lion. I'm guessing a lion. Dragon was your <gasps> the correct ah, answer. That would have been fun. Which balloon bit the dust thanks to strong winds in 1997? This was uh, 
well known in the news circuits. Donald Duck, Barney the Dinosaur, or Olivia the Pig? I'm going to say Barney the Dinosaur. I'm going to go with that too. <laughs> with winds topping 40 miles per hour, Barney, as well as the Pink Panther, the Cat in the Hat, and Quick Bunny, all left the parade early in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first Sesame Street character to appear in the parade? Big Bird, Elmo, or Ernie? Big, Big Bird. Big Bird was the first Sesame Street character to get his own balloon when he soared above the streets in 1986. Yeah, Elmo came after Big Bird. Oh. You know, some Sesame Street trivia. Yeah. Who was the first video game character to get a balloon? Mario, Sonic, Pac-Man. Sonic. Sonic did. He beat really? Mario to the punch in 1993. Wow. What year did Superman make his debut? As a balloon. 1930, 1940, 1950. I'm going to say 1940. If it helps, yeah. it's the same year that Pinocchio debuted. Oh, oh, that, yeah, definitely 1940. You're correct, 1940. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with what Sydney, did, what, yeah. what Sydney said. I really didn't have an answer. And um, not the question, but the lead up to the question. So who are our favorite dancers in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? The, the Rockettes, oh, yeah. right? And I just got to see them at the Holiday Christmas Spectacular at Rockefeller Center this past December, yeah. so less than a year ago. So what year did the Rockettes first appear in the parade? 1947, 1957, 1967. 47. 67. Both wrong. 1957. 57 and <laughs> And they've been in every parade since. So we are really looking forward to that parade and seeing how they handle it virtually. Yeah. This year. I'm so glad they're having it, you know, finding some way to have it. So I'm really, I appreciate that, that they're doing that. They're going to that effort. Yeah. Well, yes, we're all looking forward to that. Our future festivities are for the week of November 2nd. November 2nd is All Souls Day. So November 1st was All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day. November 3rd is the general election day this year for the presidential election. So get out and vote. November 4th, Common Sense Day. November 5th, National Donut Day. November 6th, Marooned Without a Compass Day. November 7th, Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. And November 8th, Tongue Twister Day. You can follow us on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, all one word. And you can search for us on Facebook via the search bar by putting in Holiday Moons. We have a Holiday Moons group and a Holiday Moons page. And you can contact us at any time at hollymoons at gmail.com. So for Sydney, Beth, and Randy, Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving!